0: You are now listening to the Venus Cuckoldress podcast, a place to learn all things cuckolding for the curious, the passionate and the sexually empowered woman who wants it all. Go to com. You'll find the new Queens Quarters fan destination. Book a one-to-one chat with me. Listen to the private podcast and even get access to my secret Snapchat group, where I share some of my most intimate encounters. Now sit back, make yourself comfortable, and let's dive right into this episode. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. This is a bonus episode for the podcast today. It is Cuck Week. This is a special little extra goodie for the listeners. Uh, Cuck Week is in full effect right now from the 23rd of January until the 29th. And Uh, part of Cuck Week is, um, there's all sorts of events going on. You can check them out. A lot of live chats happening on the Moan app. So if you haven't downloaded the Moan app, like, what are you, what are you waiting for? (laughs) It's there and it's so fun. (laughs) It's great. You get to just, uh, it's like drop in live audio app. Um, it's super cool, super fun. Lots of great conversations going on there. Make sure you check out my live Moan chat that's coming up. Uh, this weekend on Saturday, the 28th, and it's at 6 p.m. Pacific time, so 9 p.m. Eastern. I'm going to do a live chat on ultimate cuckolding fantasies. One of my favorite topics. <laughs> so it's going to be so good. <laughs> I want to talk about. Oh, I want to share my own fantasies. I'm sure you've heard some of them on the show before. But I also want everybody to join in and and share their own deepest, darkest, cuckolding fantasies. And so we get to kind of learn some new ones and it's just going to be a fun conversation. So make sure you check it out on the Moan app, Saturday, January 28th. Okay, before we jump into today's episode, if you missed the last episode, episode that just came out uh you have to listen to it (laughs) it is one of my all-time favorite episodes why because it just shocked the fuck out of me basically dr justin lay miller came on and talked about what his research showed when it came to um Thousands. He surveyed thousands of Americans about their their sexual fantasies. He found out so much information about cuckolding, and what your cuckolding fantasies say about you so fascinating what kind of people are more likely to have cuckolding fantasies and are the guys who have cuckolding fantasies are they do they have low self esteem or do they have high self esteem like what is all of this about and what exactly are we fantasizing about when it comes to cuckolding like holy shit it was so good so if you have not listened to it you have to go back in the library of episodes and check check it out that's Dr. Justin Lee Miller um who was just on recently you have to listen to it oh my god okay now today's bonus episode is the recording of a live chat that I did on the Moan app with Ruby Ryder. So um, a lot of people have been asking for this. So here you go. Uh, Ruby was on the show. And she talked about pegging another fucking phenomenal episode. It was so good. But we barely got enough time to even scratch the surface of everything to do about pegging. So we did a live Moan app chat and I recorded it. So today you get the edited version Um, The actual chat itself was like an hour long. This one, I've cut it down so it's not so long, but um, she has some amazing advice, some incredible tips. Oh, she's so, she's so smart on all of this and, and suggestions about toys as well. So this is a, a, an excellent episode. If you're curious to learn more about pegging, everything to do with pegging in the Moan chat, we took questions from lots of people. So we covered a lot. It was really good. I hope you enjoy this episode today. Oh, and I will apologize in advance for the audio quality in some spots of this episode today is a little shaky, and it's because it was done on the Moan app, and you can get all sorts of interference if you're moving around with your microphone and stuff like that so with your phone anyway. So um, anyway, I apologize in advance, but it's overall pretty good, so enjoy. Make sure you check out the links section as well in the show notes for today because... Uh, she has recommended some things and I've put in the links to what she was talking about and, and as well as Ruby Rider's links that she has for her. All right, that's it for the intro. Let's jump into this episode. Here we go.
1: Hello, everybody. I am Ruby Rider. I, my main website is... Uh, peggingparadise.com. And I started just following my bliss and getting into the whole thing of pegging about 12 years ago. And I started teaching about 10 years ago. So I do webinars. I have beginners, equipment, and advanced. And I kind of, you know, pun intended, because there's so many puns in this whole pegging situation. I went down the rabbit hole, right? (laughs) And I never came back. (laughs) And I'm quite happy to be there. I just really delight in helping people find one more thing they can put in their sexual treasure chest of choices when they do sexy times with their partner. And there is so much involved. There's so many possibilities. It's so customizable. And there's also so many misconceptions and myths. And that's usually the place I start because it's hard for some people to wrap their head around male penetration.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. And I did a Twitter poll, uh, after the episode came out and I asked the guys, I said, Hey, so what are your thoughts on pegging? And the answers was, it was something like, yes, or I'm, I would maybe, but I'm nervous. And then hell no. And, The most of the guys did actually say, yes, that they that's something that they wanted. And but a lot of them Uh did say that they maybe but they're nervous. I get it. (laughs) Uh And only very few people actually said hell no, I did the same. Poll, but for the women and the answers were yes or maybe but I need to learn and hell no and it was roughly about the same so I was like huh I think there's a lot of people a lot of couples who would like to embark down this road but just are scared and nervous and unsure and don't know how to do this so the fact that you have been Doing this education is amazing. And I love your origin Mm. story, by the way, where you said, like, I have always been into ass play. I'm like, this is awesome. This is like (laughs) really honestly, like your passion. This is what drives you. And I think that's wonderful. And to have you out there and teaching people how to do this and how to do it correctly. And not just that, but like you said, you you deal with you're dealing with lots of misconceptions and misinformation about this kind of thing. So I think what you're doing is really awesome. Thank
1: you. You know, the, the funny thing that, that I take notice of is that the percentages were almost the same. And then I remembered, well, okay, we're but we're polling, we're polling the cuckold community. So that kind of makes more sense, because yeah. uh, actually, when you poll just the general population, it seems as if you get a higher percentage of women who are interested in it than men, who are are going for it as well. <laughs> you get a lot more hell knows, you I'm know, like, out of the general I cishead population.
0: I can see. I can definitely see that. <laughs> uh-huh, I think uh-huh. a lot of guys are like, "Stay away from my ass." That sounds terrifying, or that would make me gay.
1: I've heard that. Yes, well, but in the name of equality, though, you know, come on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right? I know. (laughs) And equality
1: is becoming a really big thing. Women's rights and all of that. And I, I used to get flamed on Reddit because there periodically is these posts, not too much anymore, I think because, because they get flamed so badly themselves, but it's like, well, I really want my girlfriend to do anal and she doesn't want to. And so how can I convince her? How can I talk her into it? And I always say, well, what you do is you buy a strap on the same size as the dick that you present with and you let her fuck you first, right?
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I got flamed so badly,
0: (laughs) but it was really entertaining.
1: It was really entertaining.
0: (laughs) One of the things that I forgot to ask you in the show, I, we, I ran out of time. Like, honestly, we could have talked for hours and hours and hours. There's so much to talk about when it comes to pegging. So I really do hope you'll be back on the show. But um, one of the things that I forgot to ask you about was uh, a question that I have had for a long time and that I've never really had an, an answer to. Not that I've sought it out before, but is it possible to have a spur of the moment pegging session with no preparation, no nothing, like just spur the moment, let's do this right now?
1: It is possible, but that doesn't mean that there's no preparation in the in the background. And I'm not talking about like rectal douching or enemas or anything like that, but it is possible for receivers to organize their diet well enough um, so that they're eating a whole lot of roughage And that they're also probably taking some kind of fiber supplement so that they literally can be bent over at any time. Okay. Right out of my fantasies, man. Totally right out (laughs) of my fantasies. (laughs) In fact, I talk about that in my webinar. There's, uh, you know, psyllium husks are the typical, the largest portion of the ingredient in fiber supplements. But I came across this really interesting product called Uh, pure for men. And it was on Amazon. I used to hang around on Amazon. I don't anymore. However, I was kind of taken in by their advertisement because they had a lot of humor. It was like, take it now so you can take it later. (laughs) Right. And it was marketed to gay men. And there were thousands of good reviews on it. And their premise was you take three in the morning and three at night. And you can be bent over at any time and you're clean. So I was fascinated by it. I talked about it on my podcast and a bunch of my listeners tried it out. Some of them were solo players and some of them had partners without exception. They all said it made them so much cleaner and my guesstimation is about half to sixty percent said it made them perfectly clean, and they really, if they as long as they took this, they did not have to be, uh, did not have to clean out anymore. And it could be a spontaneous thing, because typically, without all of that sort of dietary preparation, the only time you can do more spontaneous. Bed- is the much younger receivers where their body is just working really good and maybe they go once a day and they just know they're clean and it's all fine. But the older you get, the more difficult that can be.
0: So I'm assuming that like... That for gay guys, and I should probably ask them, but, like, for gay guys, like, this must be, like, a real part of their routine then. Because this if you want to have, like, spontaneous sex in your sex life together for couples, that this must be something that is um, a regular thing for them. I'm assuming.
1: Yes. And and, um, MFA Designs makes a point. It's like, you can also just accept that they might be a little bit of a mess.
0: Yeah. Because...
1: Because the, the fact of it is, is that is that um, bowel movements do not hang out in the rectum and the rectum is the area of where your play is. So what can happen because you're sort of stimulating things down there is you play and you pull out and you've got a little bit on the tip of the toy. It's not that big of a deal. Um, it is not plowing through excrement, okay? (laughs) That's not what it's like. Because when you you have something in your rectum, your body goes, hey, I got to go to the bathroom. And that's how it all works. So it doesn't just hang out in there. You know when it's in there and you go to the bathroom. So so it's
0: not like this huge mess, but sometimes there's a little bit of a mess, sure. I'm a size queen. I'm obsessed with everything big. And uh, is there such a thing as... Pegging a guy with a an attachment that's too long? Hey guys, guess what? I have found something pretty amazing. It is a natural way for you to get better erection strength, quality, and firmness. All things I know you want. And it also gives you better performance and stamina in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And as a bonus, it benefits your overall cardiovascular and sexual health. It's called Joy Mode, and I love the name. It's a sexual performance booster, and it's made with science-backed ingredients. It's like a pre-workout supplement, but for the bedroom. So whether you're amping up the heat with the wife in the bedroom or you're going for gold (laughs) in a marathon session at a hotel takeover event, this supplement has to be part of your routine, part of the checklist. You can learn more and order yours at usejoymode.com. And if you enter the code VENUS, you get 20% off. So that's usejoymode.com. Go ahead, get yours. Thank me later.
1: Sure, Um, because what happens with your physiology, well, let me start at the beginning. You just have to prepare for it. So you can peg someone with a really long attachment. I find that it's not as much fun to peg someone like that because really long attachments For safety reasons have to be very, very flexible. So it's kind of different than having something with a certain level of rigidity that, um, is easier to manage. Let, let's say. So, but your physiology at the, at the end of your rectum. And for people who don't know that measurement varies from the opening of your anus to the back of your rectal canal, which is where your body, listen carefully here, takes a right Hand turn, a 90 degree turn. It's called the rectosegway junction. So, this is why if that measurement goes from six to seven and a half inches, which is why the vast majority of your dildos are that long. Now, if you have something that's a little too long, you can push up against that. Uh, Some receivers love that sensation and some really hate it. But the point is, is unless you have a really, really flexible toy, you cannot navigate that 90 degree turn. I teach about that in my advanced webinar.
0: Oh, my God. I had no idea. (laughs) I know. Right.
1: Oh, there's so much. There's so much. We really need to do another show. We really do.
0: Oh, MFA says big toys. You say looks at website.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, in fact, I'm an affiliate of Mister Hankey's Toys. Absolutely, I am.
0: Oh, it's called- Mister
1: Hankey's is one one of the companies that makes really big toys. Longer, they they do better at bigger. They have some that are long, and then there's square peg toys as well.
0: Okay, this is not recommended for the newbie though. Definitely not. (laughs) And this is why, this is why you
1: see things posted all the time, because people don't do the research and they don't figure out what their physiology is. And they, they have not taken any of my webinars. And so you see things posted on Reddit all the time about, so, Hey, we started off pegging and like we had this toy and it was six inches long and an inch and a quarter in diameter, which is perfect. By the way, the vast majority of beginners can take that size with a few exceptions. And then we decided to upgrade and my partner comes home with one that is like an inch and a half in diameter. And it is eight inches long. And I just can't take the whole thing. And I don't know why it's like, Oh my God, physiology. (laughs) That's
0: why. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, Let's open it up to questions uh, for anybody who has a question for Ruby. You can uh, I, you can either put it in the chat or you can pop up and um, say hello and um, and ask your question. So you just raise your hand for that. Okay, hold on. What? Who do I have here? Sean? Except
1: I have one here. Did you have any fear how your partner would react the first time in pegging? Um, I talked about that on the show with Venus, actually.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) And yeah, and I I have a background of massage. I just retired after a 31-year massage career, like legit massage. Okay. (laughs) And um, I have a really good body sense, and I researched the hell out of it, and I was pretty confident I could pull it off, and I totally did. I totally did. It was his first time, and I lied to him that I'd done it before. (laughs) Okay, there's the answer to your question.
0: (laughs) Love that. <laughs> oh, fake it till you make it.
1: <laughs> uh-huh.
0: Can fisting be classified as a form of pegging? Oh, it just I don't know. The word like, pegging oh.
1: Yeah. The word pegging has evolved quite a bit. And initially it was an extremely gendered term, and of course the whole gendered binary thing is evolving. So initially it meant a woman putting strap-on on and penetrating a man. But with the breakdown uh, or the evolution of the gender binary, um, my personal definition of it is anybody putting a strap-on on and penetrating a prostate owner anally. Um, but parts of the queer community have taken the word and uh, have adapted it or adopted it to use anybody putting strap-on on and penetrating anybody in any orifice. And that is absolutely within their right. And there's not a problem with that. I just always need to clarify about, okay, this is what I teach about. Right. Because a lot of people are using it different ways. Some people think that pegging is only when you use anal penetration. Like I'm, I'm going to peg my girlfriend and use the strap-on. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> Lots of different definitions.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Hello, Sean.
3: <laughs> hey, Venus. Hi, Ruby hi okay, yeah it's kind of funny how how over time words just these these days seem to just range of meaning just goes nuts and everyone can use the word for what they want it's kind of funny <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but no uh my uh my one question was um i mean first of all i was really happy when venus took the suggestion to have you on the show that was so much mm-hmm. fun um but uh I don't know if you've ever addressed this before, but like would you recommend at all if someone is caged, like in a chassis cage and there was and like picking while it's on? Is that something that's like doable? Do you know? Is that like is that something recommended? Or is something that's like, oh wow, you might burst through the cage or it might be painful? I don't know. That's just one thing that I've often I've often seen done in porn, but I know porn can be really like unrealistic and and toxic, so I don't, I don't want to ask about that.
1: <laughs> it's lovely that you know that, first of all, <laughs> that it can be unrealistic and toxic. Uh, absolutely, it can be combined with pegging. Chastity and pegging can definitely be combined, combined safely. Um, the, <clears throat> this subject came up some years back. And I just kind of put it out to my podcast audience and said, okay, so who knows about this? Because I'm really, I don't know. And this guy wrote this lovely thing about all the reasons why the two can go together. But he was so eloquent about it. He talked about, it's like some parts of your body feel really good being held. And so it feels that way with like your cock and balls sometimes too. In terms of the, okay, you're going to get an erection and it might be painful. Yeah, that is a discomfort part. And sometimes that's part of the thrill. It's not going to hurt you in terms of damage you is a better word for it. But sometimes that discomfort and knowing that you cannot get an erection is pretty cool. And if you know anything about pegging, sometimes erections are, are not real present anyway. That's part of what happens when you have prostate stimulation. Um, I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with chastity because I really like cocks. And I really like to play with them. <laughs> so it's kind of like the idea of having one on and pegging someone um, is really hot. But for any kind of long-term chastity, I'm not really into that. But yeah, you can totally combine those. You absolutely can. And we'll as to- a follow-up on this, I can give Venus the, uh, the link to that. Um, thing the guy wrote me
0: uh, Marcus says the cage I'm wearing right now has the ability to break away I have not heard this before what is this oh my gosh me neither like breakaway stripper pants like that <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. of. That's what I'm picturing too. I'm like, what is this? What, what is this nonsense we have going on here? Okay. ER spark has a question. Um, How do you get a partner to relax enough to be able to peg? I have tried it a couple of times with my boyfriend, but he tightens up and is just not happening.
1: You, you can do a thing where it's like you take it so slow that they relax because they learn to trust. And and this is kind of what I want to describe to you. It's like you can say, okay, Tuesdays and Saturdays are ass play nights. And he lays down over a couple of pillows and you just play. And each time you go a tiny bit further. So first you're just playing around the outside. And the whole point is to spend some time there and to get him really turned on first And then do the ass play and then stop doing the ass play and finish up doing whatever other sexy time thing you really enjoy doing. And then the next time you go a little bit further and you create this lovely sort of erotic anticipatory experience where you can sext him and say, hey, you know, your ass is mine tonight. First fingers going in or whatever. And that way. It goes a little bit each time because it's all about being gradual. Relaxation is the key. The one thing I would say, though, is never, ever, ever use um, any kind of lube with a desensitizing thing on it. The S is a very sensitive area. And it's a very vulnerable area. and That's what I mean about the sensitive part. It's, it's, it feels extremely vulnerable. So sometimes it just takes longer in some than others. Sometimes they're just tight asses. And that is not criticism. It's just a fact. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: awesome. Um, okay, I have, I have another question for you. So I used to really like um, to like do prostate massage with my finger for a guy. But I can't I feel like I can't do that anymore because I have these long ass fucking pointy nails. And it, I'm just like, it. I feel like it wouldn't be safe to do that. So what are my options? Like, I guess, just toys? Is that it? Pretty much. Yeah.
1: I mean, if you have beautiful, really long nails, they just don't Go into asses. Yeah. This is another misrepresentation you might see on porn. <laughs> but um, if they're kind of just medium length and not real long, uh, you can get away with putting a glove on and putting cotton balls in the ends of the fingers that are going in the ass.
0: <gasps> I've not, not thought yeah, about but that. That's an option. I've not thought about
1: that But it really depends on how long. I mean, literally in my webinar, I have a slide that gives two examples. It's like, okay, if they're this long, you can get away with it. If they're this long, don't even. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So, so that's a possibility.
0: Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, it's choice. I'd be scared of of yeah, of puncturing something or just causing damage. I would be scared with my nails. So, okay. So, and is there if if I was to use a toy, is there like a go-to great for beginners prostate massage toy for guys?
1: For guys for solo use. Yes, but for what we're talking about here, with you holding the toy. I think the go-to would be the Enjoy Pure Wand. Um, it's a stainless steel toy. It's curved beautifully. It as one small end and one larger end. And basically that curve not only makes it ideal for solo play, but you can use it for partnered play as well. Oh. And people rave about this toy on the internet with good reason. If you've ever had your fingers in someone and either – Uh, been stimulating them internally like a vagina internally or a prostate Um, and you're you're going for it and and they're loving it and they're saying oh yes yes keep going keep going oh my god that feels so good and your forearm is burning you know and you're like "Eh,"
2: and your (laughs) hand is
1: cramping (laughs) this toy takes all of the uh, most of the effort out of it and it's also excellent for solo play because it's curved just right it is long enough to where it makes it easier to reach your ass. Because sometimes putting your fingers in your own ass is not that easy. Yeah. So yeah, the Enjoy Pure One. Now for solo play, just for brand new beginners, another option is the Aneros toys. The Aneros Helix Syn, S-Y-N, is a a fantastic one for beginners. That will kind of wake up your prostate. If you've never had anything in your ass, that's a good
0: place to start. Oh, I'm so glad I'm recording this because I'm going to write that down. (laughs) I want to get some mm-hmm. toys for this. I mean, I do. I've had, um you know, cucks who have really enjoyed ass play. I have had bulls who really enjoy ass play. And I just feel like I am not experienced enough to, in this area to know, like, you know, what the great toys are for <laughs> beginners. So I'm like, of course, I'm going to sure. ask you about that.
1: Um Well, sometimes, real quick, sometimes... When the first time a prostate owner puts something in their ass, sometimes the angels sing and they're like, oh my God, where's this been all my life? Right. And that's awesome. But there's other times that it doesn't go that way. Wow. And so let me address that just for a moment, because sometimes it's like, you know, hey, I tried that whole ass play thing and it just felt like I had to take a crap. So I don't know what everybody's singing and dancing about, <laughs> you know. And, And here's the thing. This is a part of your body that sometimes requires sort of being woken up a little bit. Sometimes this also applies to internal clitoral stimulation, totally misnamed the G-spot, right? But uh, with the prostate, sometimes it requires connecting up those wires of pleasure. So those And narrow uh, devices, they have a whole bunch of different ones, can be used like you can leave it in while you're having intercourse, you can leave it in while you're jerking off, you can leave it in while you're getting a blowjob, all of those things. And that tends to sort of wake up that area of your body to pleasure. So I usually tell people who have that experience in the beginning, persist just a little bit, try it two or three times with something in your ass, even a butt plug in your ass would work. And then see if you like it. And if you don't, well, maybe you're one of those really, really few that just never really get off on it. Right. But most of the time, it will sort of activate things, if you will.
0: This is so fascinating to me. Okay, Cuck Next Door says, uh, how safe is using poppers during a pegging play session? I don't even know what poppers are. What is this?
1: (laughs) Poppers are an inhalant that uh causes the smooth muscles in your body to relax a whole bunch so it does make anal penetration easier the problem with poppers is it's very hard to get uh pure ones and i have a link that i usually refer people to by this guy who's on tiktok and instagram his name is dr carlton he's a gastroenterologist, but he's gay, or I should say, and he's gay. And so he calls himself the butt doctor. He's amazing. And he has this whole thing about poppers. And he says, nope, nope, not recommended. So that's what I go by. Usually I try to stay away from things that alter you. So that's what I tell people. It's a bunch of people that use them all the time. Um, not Not my thing to recommend.
0: I have never. Heard and all of these of things that
1: I'm talking of, all the all these things that I'm talking about, will absolutely send Venus the links to all these.
0: Thank you. Um. Yeah. This is this is mind blowing for me. I've not heard of any of this stuff. I feel like such a fucking newbie with this whole thing. <laughs> it's amazing. There's so cool, much to you're learn. You're learning all kinds
1: of stuff. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. And now I understand why. Like you do what you do. There's so much education that needs to be done. It's so much learning that needs to be done. Um, Yes. Okay, so uh, there was another question here. Where was it? Uh, Jack wants to know, what satisfaction will I get from pegging? Well, if you're talking about physical satisfaction, uh, the
1: vast majority of cock owners, I try and stay away from from gender pronouns (laughs) the vast majority of cock owners who have experienced an orgasm while having simultaneous or concurrent cock stimulation and prostate stimulation pretty much across the board report that orgasm as being roughly 10 times as powerful as just a normal jerk off one okay there's some incentive for you (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) much much more powerful Most of the time, it will blow your mind the first time it happens. And so that's one thing. There can be other types of satisfaction as well. There can be the satisfaction of being the receiver and relaxing And receiving and not feeling like you have this job to do and not feeling like you have to put all your focus on multitasking and keeping your cock just hard enough to where you're having a good time, but not too much fun because then things will end early. So there's a measure of satisfaction in that as well. And if you lean submissive, there's all kinds of other satisfactions too.
0: Um, okay, and so Theoso said, Do you agree that there's two entrances into the ass? Like the second one is about an inch inside, which is the hardest part opening that.
1: No. Um, here's the physiology. I already mentioned the rectocele junction, but that's a ways back. Sometimes people have a little bit of trouble right after they pass that first sphincter. What that is, is a different muscle. That's called the puborectalis. That's a, bo- that's a muscle that connects to the to the pubic bone, slings around the rectal canal, and reattaches to the pubic bone. The job of that muscle is for continence, both urinary and fecal continence. So what it does is it pulls the rectal canal over to the side and creates a bit of an angle. This is why they sell those things called the squatty potty, um, where you sit on your toilet and you put your feet up on this stool, and basically it forces you into a or it allows you to get into a squatting position that's why they name it that why because when you put knees to chest in a squatting position it cancels out the effect of that muscle that is a voluntary muscle but it's really hard to discern sort of what it is and how to relax it when you sit down on the toilet to have a bowel movement and you feel your pelvic floor drop that's that muscle relaxing Oh. so that's about usually about three inches in it's not an inch in but it's about three inches in because those two external sphincters the internal and the external are
0: concentric hey did you know that there's a one-of-a-kind matchmaking service for cuckolding and female-led relationships venus connections is a private service for single men and single women who want a loving, cuckolding relationship. And now there's a new separate FLR program too. There's no scrolling through profiles or sharing photos with members. It's totally private. And the dates are blind dates too. Included in the program is a three-week course and an interview with me. So join now at venusconnections.com and use the code TOPTIER2024 for 40% the top 1% membership. That's venusconnections.com. Make 2024 the year that you get the relationship of your dreams. Huh. This is fascinating to me. (laughs) I'm just Uh like mind blown over here. (laughs) Okay. So, Um, so actually hold on one second because
1: I always thought they were concentric. But I have seen people talk about how they are different, the internal and external sphincter. The external one is uh, voluntary muscle tissue, and you can actually learn to relax that. That would be the pushing out of a bowel movement, but the internal one isn't. Mm -hmm. So you might be referring to that as well. I've heard other people say that one is behind the other, but I've always thought of them as concentric. But I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. Okay.
0: Um, this next question, I okay, it's a question for both of us. It's from Sean. Um, I don't really know how to answer it. So Ruby, you're gonna have to help me out on this one. It's how would you do playful, teasing, humiliation, dirty talk, while pegging? I I don't know. (laughs) Well, there's all
1: kinds of things you could do. Your ass is so fucking hungry for what I've got strapped around me. You want it so bad. Oh,
0: that's so good. (laughs) I don't All have enough. Ex- you can say. I don't have enough experience in this <laughs> to to be feel like I have like this arsenal of little snippets to say, but yeah, that's hot.
1: <laughs> yeah, or the or the arched back. It's like, look at you, you're a cat in heat. You're such a slut for my <laughs> cock, you know
0: oh yeah. my god oh my god i love it oh shit i have people asking to speak and i haven't even <laughs> been looking at it i'm sorry sorry everybody <laughs> shit okay um okay i'll bring up miss sapphire hello
4: <laughs> girl it is okay i was like listen i do not mind waiting you are busy there are things going on i'm waiting so much like you i'm like oh my goodness My booty just keeps clenching, and I don't know if it's a good thing, a bad thing, or just an (laughs) enticing thing. My goodness.
0: I'm so bad at multitasking. I'm just like, I'm so focused on the chat and then I'm thinking about my ass and I'm like, oh my God, oh shit, there's fucking people who want to speak. Oh, damn. So anyway. oh my God. No,
4: it's totally, totally fine. Um, okay, so I feel like my question might be a little bit too, I don't know if it's like basic or just out of straight stupidity, but I've never personally pegged in man, but I do love strapping women. And if there ever is a time of, when I finally get that booty to, you know, do the pegging, is there a specific strap-on harness for men that might, you know, feel a little different or work better than just your average, you know, harness that you would use when strapping on with women?
1: No, um, there are different toys sometimes, and only one specifically that I want to warn you off of for using, because the field dough is a really, Mm -hmm. really common very high brand name recognition double ender okay I mm-hmm. will not call it strapless with any seriousness because they're not fucking strapless and it pisses me off when people claim they are but the whole point of the field though is that it was created with an angle for vagina to vagina and it's not in that that uh, juncture between the shaft that goes in your partner and the bulb that's inside you is rigid. Not a good toy for pegging. But beyond that a harness there's all kinds of different harnesses that are totally fine interchangeable for either one
4: perfect well that was my question I just wanted to I was always curious about that and glad to uh be able to ask that
1: thank you yay there's also there's also harnesses for men too those are fun that's that's exactly
4: what I'm looking for so that's what I'm like but you're saying for men so, to wear versus like women women's correct? okay yes got you got you <laughs> oh, yes okay oh. I did not know
1: that. (laughs) So learning something. Oh my gosh. This is, I just, I want to open the minds of everyone out there. Oh my God. Yes. The case for a cock owner wearing a strap on. I wrote a whole article about it and I will give Venus that link because there's many, many reasons. And I think it would be lovely for cuck holding type of stuff too.
4: Huh. Mm, well good to know. Good to know. And Venus, I will be DMing you because we gotta connect. Oh, it's yes. long overdue. We gotta do it.
0: Yes. So, yes. Goals twenty twenty three. We
4: got this. We're gonna make it happen. Yeah. But um happy, happy pegging to everybody and just thank you for the space. It's been great.
0: Thank you. Okay. Um, um, MFA. Can I grab
1: one designs. here? Yes, go really for quick. it, go for it, go for it. Um, how would you bring up pegging to a partner? So uh, another link that I'm going to send is I've been asked this so many times that I have two podcasts that are recordings that are where I speak either directly to the giver or receiver. Cause there's so many myths and misconceptions. And I truly believe that whenever anybody says no, they don't want to do some sexual thing. You need to respect that. However, there's this little bit of wiggle room here because with pegging, there's so many and misconceptions and assumptions that need to be corrected with the accurate information that I do this in this podcast. So what I recommend is that you listen to it yourself first because if you're trying to talk to a partner about it Only you can decide if this podcast is appropriate for them But if you decide it is please sit down and listen to it with them I emphasize the relationship above all because what you're really doing when you say hey There's this really cool sexual thing i'm interested in and I want to explore with you You're giving them a gift of intimacy You're letting them know you more deeply and it's really a precious gift So I emphasize that no matter what what they decide to do because you're allowing them to know you more deeply. It's beautiful. But once they have all the accurate information, they can then respond instead of react. And this is just wonderful. So yeah, I'll give Venus that link too.
2: Um, hi, Veronica. Hi. Um, well, I just wanted to chime in. Um, I'm really big on the um, sex acts are not are don't have... Um, gay or lesbian or anything attached to them. I feel like what uh, if you like your ass-eaten, then that's what you do, and your ass is eaten, <laughs> you know? <laughs> if you have anal sex, I mean, because you look at, like, say you're a quote-unquote street man and your wife is pegging you, you're not doing a gay act. Your wife is doing that to you, so it doesn't make the act – yeah. have a sexual preference. You know what I mean? And so I really wish we could get that out of our society, but I know we can't. Um, and it keeps a lot of people from doing some of the things that they really want to try and really want to do. And um, so I think that it should be outlawed, <laughs> but I know oh, it if only be. it was that easy, if only it were that easy. Right. But yeah. So just, you know, I encourage people to, um, you know, do, do what makes you happy. Do it. What feels good. Like the other guy was saying. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't make, mean you do anything. What, what you do with somebody is what you do with somebody. And I don't even think when people say, "ooh, that's taboo. I think if two people are doing it and enjoying it, how can it be taboo? You know, it's just, I mean, as long as you're not like involving illegal stuff, but, but yeah, even that it's not really taboo. It's just what you do. And many couples do many different things. So yeah, that's all I wanted to say. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Uh Uh-huh. Thank you love the room. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Excuse One me. of
1: the things I like to tell people is asses do not have orientations. Not only gay and bisexual men can feel pleasure in their ass. It's simple physiology. Yes. It's kind of crazy to think that, oh, only gay and bisexual men enjoy anal pleasure. No, all prostate owners have the ability to enjoy immense prostate pleasure and anal penetration. So, yeah.
0: Um, okay, we're going to be wrapping this up. Where can people find more about you? I know you have a few websites and different places to find more information about you.
1: I do. The one that's becoming much more all inclusive is theartofpegging.com. And I, I'm not sure whether the www needs to come at the beginning of that. Um, uh, website platforms can be finicky sometimes. But theartofpegging.com has all kinds of things there. And it does, is the platform where you can register for those webinars. And uh, I also have peggingparadise.com, which I've had since 2010. There is so much information there that's really well organized in terms of frequently asked questions, good information for newbies, whether you're a giver or a receiver. Those podcasts that I mentioned about introducing things to your partner is there as well. And uh, what else? Pegging 101 is where to go. Probably not real uh, popular in this crowd if you just want to learn about pegging and nothing else kinky. Because I do consider cuckold to be delightfully kinky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's that. But if you're just like, hey, I just want to do pegging, man. What is all of this kinky stuff attached to it? Because I identify as a dominant central sadist. And that flavor comes through in my, my blog, yeah. com. So the one with no kink is pegging101.com. That's a lot of information, but you know Venus recorded it, so thank you.
0: That's right. <laughs> All right, thank you so much, Ruby. Thank you to everybody who popped into the chat, and um, hopefully we'll be back on again at some point. Thank you so much. Bye. Oh yeah, we will. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Okay, that's going to be it for this episode, this bonus Cuck Week episode. Hope you loved it. All right, make sure you go to venuscuckoldress.com. That's where you can sign up for the Queen's Quarters Fan Hub. And I've recently shared some Selsie pictures in my secret Snapchat group for my helpful cuck tier. So that's venuscuckoldress.com, and that's the Queen's Quarters Fan Club. Okay, and of course, follow me on Twitter. My handle is at cuckoldressv. That's it for today. We'll see you next time. It's been four years since I first started this podcast. And looking back, I had no idea that this would be my full-time job. I love the work that I do. And it's because of you, the listeners, and your support that I'm able to do this. So right now, if you join the Helpful Cuck tier, you get tons of benefits. My favorite ones are the private one-to-one chat. Every month, you also get access to my private Snapchat group weekly live hangouts with me on Crowdcast. I love those. And you get juicy bonus episodes. There's key holding, there's video replays of the Pillow Talk events, and there's also access to my private community on the Moan app. So join right now. You can use the promo code CUCKLOVE2024 for 15% off your Helpful Cuck membership at venuscuckoldress.com.